Hi, I'm Mike Hatton, and for over 20 years, I've been in a management role that saw me working with other managers from entry level up to and including the C-suite. The experience gained have positioned me to help many other leaders manage the stresses of not having enough time at work, not having enough family time, neglecting their health, and many other challenges magnified by the recent pandemic. I founded Human Cornerstone Facilitations, LLC in 2008. It was based on the need to help managers improve their productivity and that of their team. I would like to show you the roadmap to becoming a great leader by harnessing your team's strengths. Welcome to my show, Cornerstone, where the foundations of leadership begin. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike Hatton and welcome to my show, Cornerstone. It's a show about leadership and I have amazing guests. Uh, I am absolutely uh, very impressed with the guests I have today for you. You're gonna be very excited about her. And uh, let me tell you a little about her. She is um, an immigrant from Vietnam at 11 years old. She came to the United States. I'll let her tell you a little more about that. As a freshman in college, she conducted research in physics at Harvard University. She was named an inventor in a US patent. She earned a Bachelor of Sciences in Mechanical Engineering of all things. And if that wasn't enough, she earned a, a PhD in Biomedical Sciences where she studied virology, stem cells, and neuroscience. Uh, she had fellowships at the National Science Foundation, the National Institutes of Health, and the University of Oxford. Uh, she co-authored scientific journal papers. Uh, she taught science to doctors in training at the University of Oxford. Oxford, and she organized fun events at museums in the US and the UK. Uh, she worked at 23andMe, everybody knows that uh, company, as the Education and Academia Marketing Manager, where she taught genetics at employee onboarding events in schools, universities, and conferences nationwide. She earned six FAA certificates as a pilot. She did this in five months, and I can tell you that my background's in aviation. That is unheard of. That is a time frame that is just almost impossible to accomplish. Uh, she has a commercial instrument, single engine flight instructor, instrument flight instructor, commercial multi-engine, and multi-engine flight instructor. She teaches sport flying, private flying, instrument, and commercial pilots. Uh, she has many, many other accolades, and that's why I'm reading. I don't normally do that, but I, I wanna get this right because she's such an, uh, an incredible guest. She served as a director of education at the Lincoln Law School where she develops marketing and communication strategies, curriculum development, and faculty professional training. She regularly consults with entrepreneurs, small businesses on marketing and communication strategies. She also serves as a STEM curriculum and youth development consultant for a nonprofit organization. Uh, she empowers teen girls through visual arts, STEM lessons, one-on-one uh, -on -one mentoring, the girls publish a magazine called Voices of Her Own, Her Discovery Magazine. That's not enough. She is building a business called Courage in Flight to inspire leaders to accelerate their personal and professional growth through flight training. With that, I would like to uh, introduce to you Dr. Tao Do. Tao, welcome to Cornerstone. Hi, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm very excited to chat with you today. Yes, it's been uh, it's been a long time. Uh, full disclosure: Tao and I met at uh, at an event, a business event, and uh, when we discovered each other had a passion for flying, she had just discovered flying at that point. We connected and we talked over the years, and uh, she would uh, ask me for 
advice and counsel maybe about next steps. And uh, she did all of this. She accomplished that during COVID when the entire country was shut down. It was, uh, I don't know how she did it. I mean, it was a terrible time to uh, do anything, but she accomplished this. And uh, my hat is off to her. Tao, I mentioned that um, you're an immigrant from Vietnam. You immigrated to the United States at 11 years old. Could you take a, maybe a minute and tell us about that journey, what it was like, maybe a couple of transformational moments that happened to you uh, during that journey? Sure. <laughs> I grew up in Vietnam and my dad was studying in the U.S. So I wasn't even aware that I was moving to U.S. All my mom told me was my dad is in the U.S. and he had toys. So I was really excited to move to see my dad again and see the toys. And then I realized, oh, I am staying here. At that time, I didn't really know any English. So it was a race against time for me to learn English and catch up to all the other students. I was many grades behind just because I didn't know the language. And the way that I learned English was reading a lot of books. One of the books that I love to read is Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes, Jules Burns. I would study all about Leonardo da Vinci. And those were some of the biggest memories for me in my childhood. What I love about them is from all those stories, they had a way of seeing the world where they saw the world as being a fascinating place. Everyone, everything was interesting and engaging and they had this joyous experience of wanting to learn more and be really curious. And that is something that really drives me. It's this level of curiosity and fascination about the world and what's going on. That's... I think one of the most powerful influence for me is Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, he lives in the 1500s, but he was a painter, a sculptor. He was an inventor, architect. He loves medicals. He was studying anatomy. It's just a fascinating way of perceiving life as we live in. Did you, we haven't talked about this, but uh, mentioning Leo da, Leonardo da Vinci twice, do you think in some way that maybe planted the seed uh, maybe subliminally about flying, his drawings about flight and things like that? Absolutely. He drives so many of the things that I do. He inspires me. I'm an artist and a painter as well. And then when I was looking at some of his paintings, he was drawing airplanes. <laughs> and this was during a time when flying wasn't even a thing. He just looked at birds and he imagined a world where we could one day fly. And he drew all these amazing things. Same thing with Jules Byrne. He was writing about scuba diving and going underneath the Thousand Leagues Under the Sea when it was a time when this technology didn't even exist. So these are great inventors, imagineers is what Disney would call it, who was imagining a technology, a way of living and experiencing the world that wasn't even possible at the time. And I love the that way of seeing the world is how can we imagine things in the future, hundreds of years in the future that isn't even existing right now? And how can we drive that innovation? That's fantastic. Um, I also understand you had a college advisor that gave you inspiration and uh, you look to her as, a, uh, as an example of good leadership and a good leader. You want to 
Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. I had a college advisor at Virginia Tech. Her name is Christina McIntyre. She believes in me so much. When I enter college, I was a freshman. I, I was a shy, quiet girl. And I saw myself as dad, but she had this unbelievable belief in me. She believed that I could do anything. And she held strong to that faith. And because of her belief, she drives me. The way I think about it, you know, if you're sitting in a bank of a river and you look at an oak tree, you can see that the oak tree is moving with the wind. If it's strong wind, there's different sun, different weather conditions, and you can see the branches are moving. But at the core of that oak tree, it has very strong trunk, really strong support system. And deep underneath the ground is these incredible roots that's very intricate. And that's what she provided for me. She provided this powerful foundation, this root system that's pretty much immovable. And that allows me to grow and to thrive as this oak tree, move with the winds of time and changes, but have this incredible support system this core that allows me to take risks that i would normally never be able to take without knowing that she has my back she's strong behind me and that's what i want to create for everyone that i connect with is how can i be that support structure for them so that they can take more risks in their life and experience an incredible life that they that bring them a lot of joy. That's absolutely amazing. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit and start down your career path. Um, mechanical engineering. You see that mm -hmm. as humans being resourceful and that attracted you to engineering. Uh, would you like to take a minute and tell us what you meant by that? I've heard you say that. Absolutely. Before. Yeah, if we take a look at the different species in the world, animal species, right? And humans, what distinguish humans from animals is our ability to create new things, to communicate with each other, to build organizations, to build things. We're tiny animals, uh, tiny humans in the spectrum of things, but we can build incredible skyscraper. We can build machines that can fly. We can break the laws of physics <laughs> and we can do that through all our technological innovations we can connect with people hundreds of thousands of miles away just by a phone call and that's what's really exciting about what human is capable of especially when we work together and we organize teams and structures and support each other and that's what separates us in my opinions from animals which organize themselves in tribes, but mostly they are just interacting with each other. We're able to take the resources from land. We're able to create new resources, new materials, and build things that aren't even possible. Airplanes that fly past the speed of sound. We can go into space. We can dive under thousands of miles under the oceans. We can build skyscrapers. We can do really incredible things. And that's what I learned through mechanical engineering. You know, we learn electrical system, material properties, and how to build all sorts of really fascinating structures. Again, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. But as I said in the introduction, you weren't finished there. 
Then you decided to get your PhD in biomedical sciences. And that led you to study about nature and resources and their relationship to humans. I, I would love to hear you talk about that. Thank you, yes. When I was studying mechanical engineering, I discovered a field, it's called biomimicry, which is that there are some technological problems that we haven't been able to solve or discover. We would take inspirations from nature. So we would look at how birds fly and use those innovations to help us build better airplanes. We'll look at fish and how they swim to make better boats, <laughs> marine technology. And as I was learning that, I was discovering that when I learned mechanical engineering, I learned the man-made world. How can we manipulate the materials and the resources that we have to create what we need and what would be fun and entertaining for us? But then there's also this relationship between humans and nature. Nature have incredible ways to solve many of these problems for millions of years. So I was looking at the macroscopic level of building structures, but then as I was studying more about biomedical sciences, I'm looking at the tiny structure in nature, the cellular level. I'm looking at stem cells. How does life forms? Right? I was looking at how virus move across different uh, bodies, and they're, they're really fascinating. I was studying HIV virus, and one of the things that we discover is virus is a way to trigger cells to form bridges, and then they would move across these bridges like they're surfing across the board to move from one cells to the other and those kind of mechanisms is fascinating to me because if we look at the interactions that cells make at the microscopic level we can use those lessons to control our world in the macroscopic level and i also love just learning how life forms right and how do we solve medical challenges as well that's great now i have something that you and i didn't talk about and it's the reason that i started thinking of you for this show as a guest uh, when i first started the show a few months ago you became involved in education and marketing. And in that, you talked about the, and I'm gonna read this, you talked about the psychology of humans, how we learn, how we shift culture by the stories we tell. And that's what led me to the idea to have you as a guest because many years ago, back in the early 2000s, I was, and I've never forgotten this, it made that much of an impression on me. I was facilitating to a class of about 40 people and, um, there was a girl in the class, a young lady about 25, 26 years old. And the, the purpose of my facilitation was to teach them how to get along in a team environment and how to challenge the leader in the team. If the leader of the team was uh, down a path that he would not change and they knew he needed to change the direction and how they could facilitate that change of direction by getting to what was right and not, was, and not who was right. And this young lady asked me a question that I've never forgot. And she said to me, she said, I will be most interested to learn how to do that because at my age, it's tough for me to speak to people and get them to change direction when they have, I all have white hair and one eyebrow. And, and I thought about that and I thought, wow, first of all, do I have one eyebrow? 
But uh, then I thought, when I started this show, I thought, you know what, this is about leadership, and I have a lot of guests on that have white hair and one eyebrow, but I don't want to be known as that. I want to highlight up-and-coming people, too, and that's why you came to mind. So uh, that's a long-winded way of asking you a question, but would you like to speak to education and marketing, uh, how, you, how you see that and how you see shifting a culture by the stories you tell? Thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> That's really funny. Once I learned engineering, which in my mind was the man-made world, and then I learned biomedical science, which is how nature works, I discovered that when I combine this two body of knowledge together, I can do anything. But boy, would it be so much fun if I involve other people in this journey. And that's where education marketing comes in for me, is education marketing. A lot of people think of marketing as salesy, but I think of it as a way to drive culture. Good marketing would be a way to tell stories that influence people, that inspires people, that lead people. And that's where this whole field of education marketing fascinates me, is understanding the psychology of humans. How do we bring people together? How do we lead? How do we inspire people? How do we be amazing followers? Because that's a skills in itself, right? You have leaders and you have followers. And I think that we take turns being leaders and followers there's so much emphasis on being great leaders, but how do we become great followers as well? Bringing people along in this journey. How do we tell stories that make a big impact, that brings joy to people, that brings passion, and brings people to come alive in their life? And I think one of the things that COVID really highlights this is and many people call it the great pause, is that there's a sense of uncertainty that we all experience. And sometimes there's a sense of jadedness or feeling a numbness, a disconnection from the world, right? especially when COVID is separating us with this whole social distancing, especially with this idea that, you know, maybe the next person is our biggest threat because that person can give us COVID. Well, what it also brings to life is, well, what does bring us joy? What does light us up? What does make us feel really passionate? How do we connect with one another in a way that when we spend time with each other, we feel so alive, we feel special and valued, chosen, loved, cared for? And how do we connect with each other? I think that that's one of the biggest lessons for me. And that's where education and marketing means for me that's that's absolutely fantastic and that reminds me inspiring people of uh that's what i do when i work with a lot of uh, clients the teams that i work with or individuals i work with managers from entry level i've worked all the way up to the c-suite i've worked with politicians and i work with them how to inspire their teams and facilitating that discussion bringing it out of them is exactly uh the way I try to do that. And you said that much more eloquently than I ever could. Um, so and you know, moved... that's what I really appreciate about you is that every time I interact with you, I feel really special. I feel valued. I feel like I mean something to the world. And that's what I love about you. And I think that that's the unique aspect that you bring for the world. Well, thank you. Those are very kind comments. 
So you inspire, you, you educate, you bring out the passion in people. And then you got interested in aviation, but you decided to use aviation as a way to even, is uh, it a greater vehicle to inspire people and bring out their passion? Tell, tell us how you do that. Thank you. Yes, I discovered aviation when my brother gave me a gift certificate to do an aerobatic flight. And I flew with this chief pilot, who her name is Jen Watson. And what I discovered during that flight is just how much freedom and adventures it is. When I'm flying upside down, I'm looking at the world from 5,500 feet above the sky, looking down, and there's this sense of serenity and calmness. And I get this big picture view of the world, like all my problems disappeared. Now I see how cities are organized, roads, cities, structures, buildings, but also rolling hills and sunsets, water, the ocean, and there's just this great appreciation for being alive and the beauty of it all. And also when we push the limits of physics, right? flying upside down, doing loops, turn, hammerheads, barrel rolls, I discover how exciting it is and how much courage it takes to just really leap into it and jump into it. And for me, aviation is exciting because it gives me a sense of freedom and adventure, but it is also one of the greatest conduit vehicle for personal development and transformation. And that's what I want to be able to give to everyone I interact with. I'm currently training hundreds of students as a flight instructor. And what I tell them is I'm not just teaching you how to fly. I'm teaching you how to step into your greatness. I'm teaching you about courage. I'm teaching you how powerful you are. I'm teaching you how to communicate in a really effective way, in a concise way, in a way that is very clear. And using the structure that we talk in aviation, you know, when pilots and air Traffic controllers talk with each other. We're really concise. We're really clear. We have a certain structure and order that makes it super efficient. We repeat things so that there's absolutely no misunderstanding. We're really safety focused. We have a lot of fun. And there are just so many valuable lessons that I learned through aviation that I want to give to everyday people. Maybe people who some of them wants to be pilots and pursue it as a career, but for some of them, for some of them, it's just fun and just an adventure. And I want to give them that sense of joy that I get from flying around. That's incredible. So before I move on to the next thing I want to ask you about, I would be remiss if I didn't explain to the audience because you're too modest to do this. But working as a flight instructor in a flight school is incredibly time consuming. So you have all these other things going on while you're working probably seven days a week, many times 10, 12 hours a day uh, with students. You're teaching ground school. You're doing virtual ground schools. You're doing in-person ground schools. You're doing safety seminars for the FAA. And I think you have some news to tell us about about the uh, FAA, something you've been selected to do. I'll give you the opportunity to do that in a moment. But with all this going on, you decide to start a company called Courage in Flight. Would you like to tell me a little about Courage in Flight or the reason behind that, the, the why? 
Absolutely. <laughs> the concept of courage and flight is something I've been thinking about for many years. And for me, initially it started with you know, me as a little girl learning how to fly. And I used this slogan for myself to drive me to learn as much as I can about flying. But then it became this mantra, this almost movement for me of driving people, where in your life can you be courageous? Not just for pilots, but for everyday people or people who are engineers, scientists, teachers, doctors who are working their, their occupations and how do they step into their own greatness? And what I envision, there are two aspects of this company. One is to train pilots, right? I want to develop ground school, virtual ground school. I want to develop FAA safety seminars as an FAA representative and teach pilots nationwide and maybe worldwide one day on how to be really safe, proficient pilots. So that's one branch of what I envision. And the other branch is to develop leadership programs for everyday people. You can imagine these would be corporate training events, bringing in C-level executives, bringing in managers, senior managers, doing corporate training events that train them in communication and leadership, the two topics that I'm especially really passionate about. And then we would have a finale event where I actually take them on flights and teach them how to fly, give them the controls, being in charge of the airplane, experiencing this freedom and adventure, and pushing through their fears a lot of times right? and getting them to experience their courage and how powerful they are. I think that that would be incredibly exciting. So there's these two aspects that I am just joyous and I'm just really looking forward to creating for people. So you, the way you describe that, it reminds me exactly the people who use uh, like ropes courses obstacle courses Absolutely. Uh, a lot of corporations will bring in a professional golfer or a golf instructor to host a corporate clinic and they use these as team building and as leadership uh, exercises and and i just think it's fantastic that you are so committed to the profession not just the sport side but the profession of aviation and you're committed to the safety uh, that you would think of this and do this with uh, these events so I'd like to, um, we're nearing the close here, and, and I can't tell you how excited I am to have had you here today and uh, how just mesmerizing this, this has been, this interview. Uh, I'd like to give you 30 seconds, a minute, or whatever to just look into the camera. Uh, tell us how someone can contact you, and we'll put the link to your email up. Uh, at the bottom of the screen when we edit the video. We will uh, give you the opportunity to tell people why they might like to work with you and why you might like to work with them. So this is your chance. Thank you, 30 seconds elevator pitch. <laughs> so my name is Tao Do. I would love for you to contact me at taodofly at gmail.com if you're interested in a personal and professional transformation. That's what I'm really excited about. If you're someone who wants to step into the next level of your life, if you want to step into your courage, 
If you want to create a life that is full of joy and excitement, lots of curiosity, adventures, and freedom, and you want to experience that through leadership, communication, training, but also flight training as well, experience that flight, experience that joy of being able to be in the control of an airplane, looking down at the world, seeing the beautiful views, the vista, the ocean, the bay, the rolling green hills, the sunset, the cities, and flying around and feeling on top of the world, literally, because you are on top of the world. And I see you as someone who's incredibly powerful. I see you as someone who is capable of anything that your mind can imagine. And if you would love to work with me, I'd love to support you to do that. So feel free to contact me at taodofly at gmail.com. That's incredible. And again, I want to I want to thank you so much for this. I've enjoyed uh, learning about your journey, and I've learned even more today than I knew before we started this interview. And again, I thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for watching this interview. I know this is going to be one I get a lot of positive feedback on. So thank you all. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show and found something of value to help with the challenges you face as a leader. Please feel free to share this show with your friends on social media. And don't forget to visit my website, thegrowthfacilitator.com. And while you're there, book a free call with me. We'll see you next time on Cornerstone.